welcome to another episode of Ace Free Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I am Drell, joined by Gabe. That's me. Brandon. Hey, And Kelly. Hi, everybody. Um, first of all, this is, uh, did I say this is Ace Free Critical? I hope I did. I start with Ace yeah. Critical. Yeah. Okay. I think so. <laughs> so, if you don't know, you're listening to Ace Free Critical, the best gaming podcast out there. Straight um, up. It is, it is actually a proven fact. If you Google best gaming podcast, Ace Free Critical comes up as number one. If it number doesn't, one. it's because you're not listening enough. So listen some more until it does come up <laughs> anyways how are you leave reviews too yes, leave reviews. reviews how are you guys oh reviews, nothing less if you do i will find you sorry <laughs> i i've it's been a pretty good week for me so far it's been a fairly busy week but it's been pretty good do we get to talk about what we've been playing Ooh, because okay good because to echo gabe what gabe does in like past uh, podcasts i got a list like a little, a little less. So, it's, it's, it's been a, a lot of a lot of stuff played. Um, fortunately, a lot of the stuff that I want to talk about last week also kind of like rolled over into this week, so it actually works out. Of course, um, we've been playing 3D World, as you all know. The chaos has been real, but it's also been a lot of fun. We are very close to finishing up the game. Um, and fortunately, by the time, the next time we go to stream, which is not this Friday, but the next Friday, it's going to be a charity. So we're not only going to roll credits, but we're going to do a lot of that post-game stuff. It should be a lot of fun. Um, last week, myself and Annie finished up our River City Ransom playthrough. That was a lot of fun. There is a surprise cameo appearance by the Double Dragon at the end of River City Ransom, and we both popped off because neither of us knew that. Like, they're like secret bosses at the end. I'm like, whoa, what? what? And we got our ass whooped repeatedly before we actually beat them. Their music plays and everything when you fight the double dragon. It's like straight up, it's like, why are we hearing the double dragon? It's like, oh shit, the dragon! It's another uh, beat-em-up game made by the same developer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I played yeah. River City Girls from River City Ransom, and it's great, so I can only assume that River City... Oh, Ransom. me and Annie are, at some point, we're gonna, like, we enjoyed River City Ransom a lot, so we're 100% going to do a playthrough of River City Girls at some point when the schedule opens up a little more. That's wow. definitely on the plan. I would love to have been invited. Must be nice. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. You <laughs> have not been invited to It Doesn't Hold Up yet? No, because you hate retro games. I don't hate You hate games. how they look. I just think they're ugly. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I can appreciate the game and just still call it ugly. I can I, I can have you on for an episode of Season 2, which is the 16-bit, which is a great segue because, yes, yeah, Season 2 of Ace Recruiter Doesn't Hold Up has started, and we are now covering Super Nintendo games. We started off with Super Mario World. Myself and uh, Christy played that one. I had Gray this week. We played Super Mario Kart and Mario Super Pit Cross. Yo, Mario Super Pit Cross is real. Like, if you don't like Pit Cross, it's not going to change your mind. But that game has multiplayer, so you and a friend can solve puzzles together. It elevated it to me. Like, I've never been so happy to play a Pit Cross game because we were working together to solve the puzzle. It's awesome. And then I had a guest, uh, a contributor for Comic Book Resources. Me and him played Super Mario All-Stars for National Mario Day. What's his name? His name is Abraham Buner. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, me and him, we play Super Mario All-Stars. No surprise, that collection is amazing. Has all these great uh, 2D Mario games from the NES era, but all souped up for the Super Nintendo era. was really cool. Did a Switch anniversary stream, played the top five Switch games of uh, 2017. 
Arms is shockingly not dead. I just want to make that clear. I played Arms online. I didn't have to wait three seconds to get a match. I'm shocked at how many people are still playing that game. But there you go. Could it and, be uh, that there are so few people playing that like you just <laughs> automatically get paired with someone else? Is that a thing? Well, it's possible, but like I've also seen other YouTubers do experiments and like playing them at off times, and they still seem to get matches. No, I, was just I, I, I was there in the stream. It was it was pretty quick. I was I was just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but apart from the from that part of the stream, I have been playing Breath of the Wild on my own. I finally got all 120 shrines, so um, I'm going to at some point do the final boss game and finally do the DLC. But I'm happy I finally got 120. The reward you get for it is actually pretty cool. I didn't. I had no idea what it was. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't done it, but it's pretty neat. Been bravely default to Animal Crossing because of the Mario decorations. I got back into Ring Fit, so I'm back in my routine. Um, I have now finished both routes of, of uh, Triangle Strategy. One one ending of the Triangle Strategy ends like it's like a nice pilot ending like if like if the demo is a like a pilot episode of like a tv show one of the endings is very much okay this is a nice natural pilot episode excited to see what happens next the other ending is a straight up cliffhanger where you want to know what happens and you're not going to find out until 2022 and i'm like damn son horrible. <laughs> yeah so like and that's the one i got first the cliffhanger ending i played i was like no you me like this and i was like thank you for playing the demo I'm like ah so I had to do the other ending, and that one was a lot more calm. Like, I felt more, like, there's definitely more to tell in the story, clearly, but I felt more like, okay, cool. This is a nice tied over. It's the way, like, it, I you remember how Oberic and Primrose's ending ended in the original? It's, it's like that, where it felt like a natural ending. There's clearly more, but there's more. But yeah, that's, and the last thing I've been playing is I got back into Fire Emblem Three Houses because it's been on my mind lately. I finished the Cinder Shadow DLC. Oh, um, I haven't I am continuing the Blue Lions, which I left off like almost like a year ago. I recruited some of the new characters that you get from the DLC to bolster my ranks a little bit. Yeah, having a lot of fun getting back into that. And that's me. That's everything. My list is so depressing compared to yours. I haven't had time to play much. (laughs) (laughs) But I did not play Project Triangle Strategy, but I did watch um, someone else play Project Triangle Strategy because I I was actually, like, I think I was editing something while they were playing. I don't remember what I was doing. I was working on something while they were playing, but I was watching them play. And So, divorced from the gameplay, how are you feeling about the story now that you've kind of seen uh, it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, I, I think it's funny. Like, <laughs> not the story. I think it's funny that the game will uh, allow you to make a decision, but then you have to convince other people and I was like, I love that because I because it's very visual novel like like I love that you have to convince people to take your side. It's not just I'm want to make this major decision, and the rest of the people could be like, Nah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> you it was um, I was like the first choice I had to make. I was like, kill that man. Like I don't care. <laughs> like, then, because I, I was like, literally, they were all like, Yeah, no, we should turn him in. And I was like, Yeah, I mean, like totally. <laughs> like who cares? Like. I feel like if you have a character, and this is probably a little bit of a spoiler, but if you have a character who is like, I want to die to save the world, fine, boy, go die. I'm not going to fight for you, broski. Um, but the person that was playing didn't want them to die. They were like, no, we got to save them. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I saw the <laughs> other route. So, I, so, so, like I said, I did do both routes, so I had to do the persuasion on both sides. Like, I made two separate save files so I could do that. 
Um, surprisingly enough, despite the fact that the majority wants to go turn in the prince, and I have to convince the rest of them to, yeah, the, the people, the, the holdouts say, yeah, turn in the prince. It was surprising. Still, one person was not, would not would fall in, and she said, no, I will not do it. But she's outvoted, so we ended up turning the prince. But then when I did the other one, to like, no, we got to protect the prince. And I had to, you have to convince more people to protect the prince, be given your situation. I managed to get a unanimous vote, which is crazy. Cause like, that is, like oh. so that's actually what I was going to say. Um, while I was uh, watching this playthrough, uh, I thought that you could just convince people one way or another, but you don't like you convince them. Like if they're on the opposite side and you convince them, they just go to like undecided. They don't automatically yeah. go yeah. to the other side yeah. and you, you don't, don't know, know which way you're going to vote until the actual vote comes. And I was like, yeah. you stupid bitches. <laughs> like, I convinced you to come to my side. <laughs> you, you don't even go with me. I was like, this is such trash. Uh, but I did like the concept, but I didn't even play it. So let me shut up about that. What I did play was um, a little bit of Bravely Default 2. Nice. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> that, was, that was my game for the week. I have a huge list of games I want to play, but I've just been too busy. So I played a little bit of Bravely Default 2, and that was me. Yeah. I um yeah. I haven't had much time to play, but um after the so this weekend, me and my boyfriend we saw this ad on YouTube for Call of Duty Outbreak and on Black Ops Cold War. So like I have Black Ops Cold War on my computer and on my Xbox because I'm like stupid and I love spending money. And um so like we were trying to, like he was like, Oh, we gotta play that and I was like, Yeah, I mean I like definitely want to, and it's like an open world zombies thing on Black Ops Cold War. So we tried to play it split screen, and um, <laughs> it was like terrible. But I was like, oh well, I think we can play together on my computer, um, and we can. Even though I didn't tell, I don't think I told him I bought two copies actually. So, <laughs> so because um, I, I mean, I don't know why I did, but we can play together now. So I've been playing that, and then I've just been playing like. Outbreak and then just regular Call of Duty like multiplayer and it's so fun. Like, why did I ever stop playing Call of Duty? It's like the most fun I've had playing a game in a while. Even when people are salty, like people are so toxic. But I just mute everyone and just play. The best thing was on um International Women's Day, your uh, VOD of you being yeah. like, it's Women's Day, I'm literally muting all dudes in chat. Yes. Like, yes. this is what I get. I was like, yes, Kelly, go. I do want to say, though, that to be honest, like most of the people that have open mic are toxic on Call of Duty, but I've met like honestly nice people in games, and I feel like we don't give people enough credit for being nice in video games. Like, some people are, like, super nice. They just want to squat up. Super wholesome. Like, whatever. Kudos to them. Because, like, you don't have to be toxic. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I never say anything positive about people in game chats. But, like, I've met really wholesome people there. Even in Call of Duty. I've met people that were like, do you want to play with us again? Like, that was fun. Like, we're a good team. And I'm like, sure. And... It doesn't end up going south where they're like fucking women, you know, or something, or I'm a Nazi or something. I don't know. You, know? you never want it to go there. Uh, so sometimes it doesn't, and that's great when that happens. Yeah. But yeah, Call of Duty. Of the time that we were playing, um, 
that's scary Call of Duty. Was that it yeah. was zombies? It was zombies, right? Or something. It was zombies in Warzone for the Halloween event, yeah. And I was the asshole who killed someone. Or they killed me, I don't remember. And I was like saying not nice things and then Gabe was like, Oh my god, no, they were so nice, Trill, don't say that. I was like, I'm so <laughs> sorry. But I died. Uh, and I got yeah. mad. <laughs> But yeah, I get like, so mad. <laughs> it's really cool to have nice people out there. Okay, what have you been playing? So I like leaving my hot mic on because when I play Warzone, I like I want to know the reaction of the person I just killed. So it's one of the funniest things. Um, but I've been playing Warzone because I'm trying to get my KD to a 1.0. Not good at FPS, so yeah, it's under 1.0. It's at a 0.98 right now. Um. I'm playing Warzone, Phasmophobia, Smash Bros, and I finally finished one of the greatest games that I personally don't think is being talked about enough in at all. Whatever. Um, Marvel Spider-Man for the PS4. Well, I have the remastered one for the PS5. Um, I, I know when it came out, everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's such a good game. Like, it's so pretty and all that. But, like, it kind of, like, died out. Like, I don't really hear anyone talk about it anymore. But, like, I finished the game and I was like, holy shit, like, this is a really cool game. And then I'm excited because now that I'm done with that, I get to play Miles Morales. And from what I've been hearing, Miles Morales is a lot better, like, in terms of almost everything. So I'm like, that's going to be fun. And then I just want to see, like, I want to see, like, how the story starts continuing. Because you saw a little bit in a... in the previous game, so I'm excited for that. I completely sure. forgot that um, I also played you reminded me, I also played Smash and Pokemon. But That's true. We, we, we all did for the uh, Pirate Pirate Mythic did come out. Oh no, I missed it when you guys played. Oh yeah, but you played <laughs> Yeah, I ran away from a beating. I did not. We can play after this. Um Speaking of the only yeah, beat down reason, anyway. actually the only reason that I played those games is because I was on a date and I was like, "Oh, you want to date me? You gotta play me in Pokemon. You gotta beat me in Pokemon." He lost, and then I was like, "Okay, we can't go on another date." Um, but you can try beating me in Smash, and then he cheated. So, Drill, that's not Drill. Defeating you, he cheated, or you suck. Is, what, what? He actually cheated because we were like no items, and then he he broke the smash ball and and killed me, and I was like that that's Wait. clearly an item. Wait a minute, that's true. Fall how did you take the smash ball off? Yeah, like if you said no items, how was the smash ball on? Because we agreed to not do items, but there were items on the field. So you ha- so this is like a test of like your resolve. <laughs> Okay, that's a real test. Like, the item is right in front of you. You have to have... It's tempting you, and you have to just choose. Right, and so when he listens to the podcast, I want him to know that I still believe that he cheated, and I text him. I, 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 like, okay. I can appreciate appreciate that. New mains, Pyro and Mithra. They're great. They're great characters. They're great characters. so beginner-friendly. You just press a few buttons, and you're doing stupid shit all over the place. I was like, this is great. Like, I just, like... Right across the screen. I don't know what's going on. And it's great because people just die. And I'm like, this is this is wonderful. All characters should be this easy to play. Um. Anyway, uh, now that that's out of the way, let's talk some gaming news for the week. So the biggest thing that I think has happened, uh, it might not be the biggest thing, but the most recent thing that's happened is that 20 Bethesda games are coming to Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass, finally. Um, that's a big one, yeah. 
I guess I'll just talk about the games that are coming and then get you guys' opinions on them. Those include Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored 2, Doom 1993, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64, Doom Eternal, The Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, The Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim Special Edition, The Elder Scrolls Online, The Evil Within, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Fallout New Vegas, Prey, Rage 2, Wolfenstein the New Order, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, and Wolfenstein Young Blood. All of these are coming to both console and PC, if I am correct, except for the Elder Scrolls Online, that's uh, console only. No, I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, how you guys feeling about all these wonderful Bethesda games now that the uh, deal, the, the ink is sealed on the deal in the EU and it's uh, everywhere. Bethesda is now a part of Xbox. Um, obviously, we're going to get some exclusives out of them. How y'all feeling about this? all these games coming to Game Pass? All these Bethesda games? You know how I feel about Xbox Game Pass. Oh, I know you I'm love it. <laughs> big fan. Um, the only problem I'm going to have with this is I won't have enough time to play it. And some of, these, some of these I've actually bought on Steam for cheap. Like some of the Fallouts. Like I think I have New Vegas and Fallout 4, which I, I never really played, but my boyfriend was like really, really into Fallout 4. Like I used to just watch him play for hours because he was just really into it. Um, I think these are going to be awesome. I actually did want to try the Evil Within, so I'm definitely interested in that. But I think like Fallout 76, I never wanted to pay money for it, but I'll play it on Game Pass, you know? <laughs> to see. Same thing, yeah, with, like, yeah, I definitely want to play some of these games. Specifically Fallout, and then I never wanted to pay for Skyrim again, either. <laughs> but now, because, you know, why? And um, so now I can just have it on Game Pass, and I'm excited. And it's on my PC and my Xbox, so I'm, like, so into that. Like, I can do whatever. I'm so excited. Even though, like I said, I'm playing Call of Duty right now, so, I mean, I don't really care about all these other games, but I think I will. As long as they stay on there. I hope they stay on there for a while, because it might take me a while to play through them. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I, I feel like they're going to be, I hope they're going to be, like, some of those more permanent like, titles. Permanent, that, um, yeah. yeah I, really, I really hope so. Mm -hmm. I'm. I mean, there. I might as well just go. So when I read this list, I was like, "Dang, I've either I either own all of these on PlayStation already, or I wasn't interested." Because uh, like I already have Dishonored, and I got it for super cheap on PlayStation when it was on sale. Um, and you know, I I haven't played Skyrim. I'm probably never gonna try it. But I still thought it's really cool to see uh so many Bethesda games for free. On what? Why are you laughing at me? the game man it's fun it's gonna require too much of my time i was laughing at you oh okay yeah it's just gonna require too much of my time that's, that's the thing i'm never gonna the fa yeah the man, fallouts bro, and elder man, scrolls like you. it just takes too much time yeah like they're so long girl i was with you before just if you want to play more games just you know let go of I'm some of your responsibilities it's okay no 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 like just don't go to work don't go to work for an entire week <laughs> only edit on like one day and that's it. Who is going to pay y'all? <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. Good question, but again. <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm just going to take a week off. Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. A lot of the games are kind of meh for me. Like, I'm probably not going to play Doom. Um, there are a couple of them I'm not going to play. But I was just really excited for how excited everyone else was to see all these uh, Bethesda games on Game Pass. for Essentially for free or really cheap. I mean, you can grab all these games for a dollar if you get a good deal. That's that's right. pretty damn good. Um. Mm -hmm. Although, like I said, most of them I already have on sale um, from a previous time. So 
but it's really cool. It's really cool. Like I, I'm excited for how excited Kelly is to be able to play these games. Like that makes me really happy. I, I love free stuff. Yeah, and I think this is a great push for Game Pass because you know I always complain that things are that are on Game Pass either I'm not interested in or I've already played. This also falls under that category. But I think for a lot of people, for a lot of people, um, I think the best part about it is like let's say we all had Game Pass, we could all now just hop into Doom and not worry about it, right? Like we can all just hop up and play without having to worry about who has it and who doesn't because we all have Game Pass, and that is what gets me excited about it um or me not having to spend money on a scary game like the evil within like i can try it out uh without having to purchase it just to know that i'm too much of a pussy to actually play it so those are those are really cool um that made me excited i, I was super happy about the announcement i think it's cool that they put their yeah, uh, their two bigger mmos on there uh the elder scrolls online and yeah uh, Fallout 76 I think that's that was pretty cool because when I was like, you know, I heard you know there's gonna be Bethesda games on Game Pass. I was like, okay, you know, they're gonna put your basic, you know, Fallout Four, Skyrim. And I looked at the list and I'm like, yeah, here are our biggest MMOs. I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And then for Elder Scroll fans, um, I think it's also cool like they went as far back as Morrowind because yeah, that's a lot of times cool. people focus in on the latest two, which are um. Oblivion and and Skyrim, so it's like here you want we're gonna give you more blasts of the past. That was pretty cool. This is the only nice thing I'll ever say about something Xbox related. By the way, I have a question: <laughs> Their MMOs do they charge monthly for them, or are they free to no, play? No, they're well. As far as I know, Elder Scrolls Online I know Elder is Scrolls completely Online is free. free. Yeah, I'm not too sure about Fallout seventy six. Um, something. On Steam, I think something on Steam said you had to have something for Fallout 76, but I played it one weekend for free. I don't remember those. On Steam, um, I think you might have to, but I don't... I mean, what kind of service would it even be, you know? I don't... I don't have I've, I've only heard trash about Fallout 76 until they supposedly fixed it, so I, I don't know. I've only heard that it was really bad. About fixing it. I think the story so, stopped. No, remember, um, I think so, it was during E3. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. conversation about what they were going to change to the game, and they yeah, had a fake the, audience. The, the apology direct, basically, yeah. is what I I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do remember that because 76, like, did not meet its expectations, to say the damn least. And, yeah, they had the apology saying that, yeah, we'll fix it. And thank you guys for st who are still in there for supporting us as we get fixed this thing. So, event, but, but what I'm saying is I never heard, like, the positive, oh, like, you know, with No Man's Sky, now people are saying, oh, this mm -hmm. game is really good now. Mm -hmm. Where Fallout 76, I've never heard the, oh, this game is good now. I just stopped hearing bad stuff. So I don't know. I just, so I don't know if it had its redemption arc or people just like, if the, the bad news finally stopped. So that, yeah. So I don't know. They'll get players. That's yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's free see. now, essentially, if you have the game uh, pass, right? Yeah. I looked it up in the subscription. You don't need a subscription to play, but they have one. They have an option available. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right, what about you, Brandon? Yeah, no, I was uh, like, I have my phone up because I was looking through the list as we were talking about it. I think this is a pretty damn good list, honestly, going through the different games. Um, and the thing is, like, I personally don't like own any of these games, save for Fallout 4, because that's part of the PS Plus collection that's on PS5. Um, I'm personally not interested in Doom because I played like the 2016 as a demo, and I wasn't really into it. What's going on? What's, what's, what's all this? I'm sorry, it just looks so adorable with the hoodie on and you're like, I'm just so 
look like a little Mario character. Like you look like you're running around 3D World or some shit. Like I just you're just adorable. I feel like I feel like just jumping on the mountain with with, with my sister Nana. <laughs> You're literally like a Zelda elf right now. Like I don't know what you are, but you're something on a Nintendo and it's just adorable. Like when you look away at your little phone, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> then, then I get then I guess I'm on brand then. I'm glad to, I'm glad to, I'm glad to just okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for it. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, continue on. Um the games, yeah, it's a it's a really good list. And going back to what we were saying about Fallout 76 about how, you know, like you said, that game had nothing but bad press to the point where people were saying, oh, Bethesda sucks. Yeah. And like, yeah. So for them to just like throw, I think th- throwing off a list is not only just like a good business move, but like, well, it's a good business move on both sides because it's Bethesda in a way being like, hey, you know, Fallout 76, you know, that wasn't great. But look at all these other great games that we had over the years. Remember that we have good games. And now you can play all those good games. And this is going to go a long way to, um, I feel, re- restoring Bethesda's goodwill and making people remember that, you know. Because ultimately, if the, all these games are, like, you know, free with your Game Pass subscription, there's, like you said, a lot more people are going to be playing these games that otherwise would not have. And then that brings in more fans. So even if you permanently lost fans due to Fallout 76, you're going to attract in a lot more new fans to replace the ones that left. And I think that's smart. And again, I ain't never gonna complain about offering a bunch of quality games uh, for a good price. Like there, there is some, some definitely some gems in here. Um, there's a few of them that at some point I would like to try myself. Like a friend of mine loves Dishonored. Like he always tells me, "Yo, Dishonored is great. You gotta play yeah. Dishonored." And um, he enjoyed Fallout Four, which I do own. So at some point I'm gonna give that a try. And of course we got Gabe as our resident Skyrim master, so you already know that's quality there. And yeah. And Wolfenstein. I do want to try Wolfenstein. I have heard good things about it, so I'd be willing to give that a try. You know, what's so. interesting is that the only Wolfenstein that I was going to play is not on the list. With the, um, the newest one? Like, yeah. Oh, like, uh, and that's, I mean, I and that's here literally unopened, so it doesn't even matter. Like, it's just in the wrapping. And that is, but that is what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, um, it's like, it's a very good list. There's a lot of good games there that's great. There are, of course, some omissions, like Evil Within 2 is not on there, but the, even though the first one is. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, the new Wolfenstein isn't either. But Doom Eternal is on there, which is surprising, because that came out just last year. Yeah, so, and it was a Game of the Year contender. Exactly, so, that, so that's... It's a great was, addition. Oh, man. I, I still I still, I still, still lovingly remember the, the, the memes from last year of Isabel holding hands with Doom Slayer and becoming best friends. It was super it was cute. Wonderful. Is the most wholesome that 2020 ever was. And speaking of uh, Xbox exclusives, there is an article over at Screen Rant that's titled Xbox Exclusive Sci-Fi RPG Coming from Dark Souls Developers, um, which is totally a clickbait title because it just says that there's a possible tease from Xbox head Phil Spencer that may indicate a new sci-fi RPG from software uh, from from software is coming exclusively to Series X and S consoles. From software developer of Demon Souls, the Dark Souls series, Bloodborne, and 2019 Game of the Year Sekiro Shadows Die Twice has become one of the most acclaimed developers in the gaming industry. It's also currently in the development of Elden Ring, which is never going to come out, of which no game player official images have been released as of this writing, though there was that leaked trailer. Um, 
Anyway, in recent interviews with Spencer and Todd Howard, director of the recently acquired Bethesda Softworks, teasers for projects like Xbox Series S and the Indiana Jones games were hiding in the background. This has led many fans. Uh, this has led to many fans analyzing these interviews for possible for any possible clues. While Demon Souls and Bloodborne are PlayStation exclusive IPs, From Software has developed and published the Souls trilogy as a third party for PlayStation and Xbox consoles, PC, and even the Nintendo Switch. While many fans have wanted to follow up to the much-beloved Bloodborne, the Japanese developer has not revealed any plans for a sequel or even an update for the PS5. Um, Not going to go through all of this, but essentially they're saying that there could possibly be a sci-fi RPG exclusive coming from the Dark Souls developers to Xbox. How would you guys feel about that? A sci-fi... So I'm not the biggest front like like uh, Souls fan. It's just not my jam. But I I appreciate what those games are like like I've seen several playthroughs of Dark Souls. Like I love to watch that game. I just love to play it. So I appreciate the hell out of that series. Now, given what the genres they've touched, they you know Dark Souls is like high fantasy. Bloodborne is like gothic fantasy. Sekiro is like uh, you know the historical Japanese fiction. I think a sci-fi version, a sci-fi take on their kind of formula would be a nice refreshing change. Honestly, I think it's something a lot of people really want too. cause yeah, it's, it'd be something that they haven't really done and I'd love to see what they do with it. I wouldn't make me resub to game pass. <laughs> I would just have to resub. Yeah. Play it yeah. and then unsubscribe. <laughs> like, why would you do this? I would, I like, I honestly wouldn't even resub. I would probably just buy the game. Yeah. 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 too. I just I I know Kelly I know you love I know you love Game Pass I think it's really great I think the value is really great I just don't see myself spending fifteen dollars a month on it currently just because I don't have enough time to play games so I feel like I would just be sinking a lot of money and not playing anything um, so I'd probably just buy the game yeah I haven't really I would love it sorry no I haven't really played anything on it lately but I just feel like the medium was on there I loved that game. I would definitely play some of these games. Like now that now that all these Bethesda games on there, like I'll probably like take a second look and actually start playing some of it because some of them I wanted to start playing. Um, like the Fallout series, I kind of wanted to play the whole thing through, mm-hmm. probably from like Fallout Three or New Vegas, not all the way from the beginning because yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um, I probably start. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably start with, like, 3 or New Vegas, uh, or maybe even just New Vegas. I don't know. That one was pretty much, like, one of the better ones so I've heard. I don't know. But, I, I um, want to do a New Vegas at some point because that's made by Obsidian. They mm-hmm. made one of the um, – well, a game I really like is Knights of Republic 2. They made that one as opposed to Bioware. So yeah. I, I, I think New Vegas would be a lot of fun to play. But I'm sorry, continue. No, like, that would just be something that I'd probably pick it up. Now that it's on Game Pass, I'll probably actually play it. Whereas, because now I can play through them all, you know, because yeah. I didn't have 76, so now I could play that one too, even though it's probably not related, but whatever. I'm excited for the future of Game Pass. Like, that's when I'll reset. When when we finally get Halo Infinite on there, when we finally start getting all the, like, first-party games that they bought these studios for, and they're finally yeah. coming out. Because I, I still have a list of games that I want to play from Xbox from um, when they had that presentation, like, last year or whenever it was. Like, that is when they're going to... I have, um, like, uh, I think uh, nine months' worth of game cards for Game Pass that I'm just holding on to 
until there's you know games that i actually want to play i bought them like when they were super cheap um Mm -hmm. and so i'm ready i'm just waiting for that moment where i can play halo infinite with my friends and then i can play all the other games that i saw that i'm super excited to play so i'm i'm just holding on i'm waiting for my moment on xbox so hurry up y'all i don't have shit to play just kidding i have a bunch to play take your time (laughs) Uh, (laughs) did you want to hop in on that game before i move on um, nah, just if you know they are made from software is making Xbox exclusive. That's a what the hell was it sci fi type game? I might have to kick a little Timmy for his Xbox and take it because from software, I love him. I'm not buying an Xbox to play one game, but you know, you know, just, I, was, I, I, I commit a crime for it. Wow, I was on a no, no. I was at someone's house and I literally for the first oh, the time Xbox? saw the Xbox Series S, like the white one. It's mm. so small. Have you guys seen one in person? No. It's so tiny. I should have stolen it. It's so small. I would give it back. Second second surprising. I was like, is this what is this? I didn't even know what it was until I like looked at it. Because it was, like, facing forward. And I was like, is that an Xbox Series S? And he was like, yeah. I was like, what? What? I don't understand the concept of this tiny thing. Because <laughs> I have the Series X. It was very confusing. Um, so, Ghost of Tsushima devs have been made permanent ambassadors of the real island. Um, which was really cool. That's really cool, yeah. Um, as well as... So, something else that's happening. Germany is looking into making games with loot boxes 18+. plus. How you guys feel about that? Bullshit. I bullshit. Yeah, I just I bullshit. <laughs> like, like one, I don't like loot boxes, so that's that's entirely thing. But like, you make them it like. Uh, I wish I could speak because you know that'd make this a lot easier. But like, if 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 you're required to be eighteen or older to play a game with loot boxes, that either means the devs have to find a way to. Have like a parent, or what the hell is it called? A parental, um. Can you say parental yeah. instead of parental? You're putting that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Parental, um. What the hell is it? Like a parental lock or something, like in the game, so the kid oh, can't get loot boxes? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, there we go, those. I'm not gonna say it again because I was about to mess up the word again. Um. But then, like, they'd have to find a way to, like, to, like have that toggled in the game, or you just wouldn't be able to make a game for kid to play because he can't use loot boxes well remember remember that this has been like an issue before this has been a little bit of a controversy before because people consider it um gambling to the point where these developers have had to um put in the drop rates for certain items because you know you're spending x amount of money and you're not getting what you want and you're going to keep going i was gambling's illegal so i wasn't but um Yeah, so it's bad, and I completely understand. Like, essentially, what they don't want is for um, children to start using these gambling-like mechanisms and then possibly start gambling. And I'm sure it could also be, you know, little Timmy is spending all his mom's money trying to get something yeah. out of a loot box. Um, so I understand it, but how do you guys feel about I, it? I, yeah, I get it, but, like, I don't like it. <laughs> well, first of all, okay, never mind, actually. <laughs> 
Well, what I was going to say, go ahead, Kelly. You can go. No, you can go. All I was saying is like, I'm on the, uh, I'm kind of, yeah. <laughs> when loot boxes involve like actual currency, then yeah, it is kind of form a gamble. How is it not if if it's real if it's real currency? No, but I'm saying when do they not? Because you usually in oh. games you have an option to per like you can earn them, but then you still have the option to purchase them. That's why they're there. That's how they make the money. Yeah, yeah. Most most games that have like a loot box or like any kind of gotcha system, almost yeah, I would say ninety percent of them. If it even has that mechanic, it will have like real currency. I think the only example I can think of actually that has a loot gotcha system that, that requires no real money, just in-game currency, is actually the base game of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where the you can get, like, additional, like, blades that is, like, an in-game gotcha system, but it's, like, getting using in-game currency. No real money is involved. And that's really rare. A game like that, I don't, I, I you know, that's whatever. It's in-game currency that you can get from, like, defeating enemies or whatever. But if it's, we're talking about real money, then, yeah, it's, it's, it's gambling and, like, if they're if they're not gonna implement parental controls like Gabe was mentioning to make it so that you can't like make these purchases without like a I don't know like a password or something like that, uh, then yeah, then you know that would kind of force Germany's hand because yeah, it literally doesn't even matter. Oh, sorry, I thought you were done. I, I'm mostly done. I'm just saying that like it just depends on the game. I just don't see a lot of people going to the extra effort to introduce this like parental control system for their loot box or and or gotcha system. And so you know that's that's how they feel about it. That's how government feels about it because I I can't necessarily disagree. It, it, you are using real money and may not be getting what you want. So it doesn't matter because there are rated M games right now. <laughs> that children are playing like literally log into gta 5 and yeah i mean that half of those kids are not under the age of 16 like it, yeah you're right it, it, doesn't, doesn't it, it doesn't matter but it kind of washes at least the uh the government's hand of the situation because like hey we told them if we, we told them it's rated m what the, now, and then if the parents complain now that their credit card uh, account is now slowly draining then you know you're the one about them the 18 18 game is yeah, I, I was talking about this earlier today in chat, but uh, I am obsessed with Final Fantasy Brave Exvius on my phone. Um, uh -huh. That game makes like $2 million a month, the global version, which blew my mind because I was like, how many people are spending money on this? But I mean, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius War of the Visions, I mentioned, made uh, either 16 or $19 million last month. And I was <clears> like, <throat> how many of y'all people are spending that much money on a mobile gotcha 19 million dollars for one month that oh bro you and then oh, um, yes. i also mentioned genshin impact which i don't even remember the number do you remember the number that i said brandon oh i don't but it was humongous it dwarfed that the, the it was like price. 80 million i think or 81 million dollars and i'm like this is this is why people are saying that gambling is a problem because y'all spent that much money like that's not okay i mean but it's um, great for them it's it's amazing for those companies which is why i completely see why companies continue to do loot boxes because how much money has overwatch made on people purchasing loot boxes for uh specific events um right we've, we've seen you know streamers opening loot boxes on stream as like a thing um the, so you know these 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 games that are you know you don't have to develop as hard as you might have to develop something else and you still get so much money from them um 
The only thing that I will say is because gambling, I just looked up the definition because I actually wanted to see, it's playing games of chance for money. You're not, like, playing for money. I would say, like, I don't think loot boxes, technically, they are similar to gambling, and I guess to children that could be, like, gambling. But you're not winning money. That's why gambling is so addictive, because you're winning money. Like, you could change your life, you know? You're like winning that thing that you want, and that's the gambling mechanism. Then every worried about. every arcade game is gambling. Then, but then you're going to a claw game. machine. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you're spending. Oh no, yeah, yeah. claw machine is actually considered gambling. Well, then, okay, then it's gambling, but those are yeah. marketed at children. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand no, the difference. No, like, yeah. there isn't really a difference. It's it's also bad. <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, I don't know. Some pe- I guess, to be honest, for it to be fair, some people are have a more addictive personality, and they will end up gambling all their money away on games. Gabe is raising his hand. If no, you're no, only no. listening, okay, um, thank you. yeah. What? Because <laughs> um, I, I have a story on that. <laughs> No, like, seriously, though, then every arcade game is gambling. I mean, I guess it technically is, but I just don't understand. Like, how, like, if someone, okay, if someone wants to spend their money on, like, it's a game, though. Like, I don't, it'd be like spending your money on a lot of different things. But it's, it's so the difference is there's a chance that you won't get that thing. Right. Like uh, I can I think there's a big difference between logging into a video game, wanting an outfit for my for my character and going and purchasing that outfit and having it. Or um, there's a one percent chance of getting this outfit that I want and I have X amount of loot boxes to increase my chances. I'm going to have to pay money and I can spend a dollar. I can spend a hundred dollars. I can spend a thousand dollars and still not get it. And that's when it becomes something that's like I want to keep doing this until I get what I want while I have the opportunity to get it. And that's the difference yeah. when it comes to yeah. game. I, I guess that's the I difference. Just, yeah. I never think of something I actually want to get from the loot box when I do it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'm thinking of, like, Apex. Like, you just get loot boxes the more you play. And it's just random shit. Like, I'm never like, oh, I want this. Because you're going to be fucking disappointed. You're not going to get that. I mean, they need to just set those expectations beforehand. But I guess putting the percentage of how much of a chance you have would be part of that. Yeah, so I like I said, I play Final Fantasy Brave Exodus right now. There's an event for Final Fantasy um, 13, which is one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. And there was uh, Lightning, the character Lightning. If you want her, there was literally a 2% chance to get her, right? So I was like, I want this girl. So I spent all my in-game money trying to get her. I didn't get her. And then I was like, do I buy more in-game money to continue to try to get this 2% chance? And the worst part is it's a timed event. So I have one week to figure out what I'm going to do. And so when it comes to that, I'm, and, and it's, you know, the, this character is actually game breaking for the way that I play the game. It's going to change the, the way that the game works. So I'm like, how much money am I about to spend to try to get this in-game thing that I only have a 2% chance to get? Like, uh, luckily I didn't spend any money and I, I was able to get it, but that's why Better this game makes. Me. That's why this game makes two million dollars a month. Like, I mean, like that's why. That's why War of the Visions makes nineteen million dollars or sixteen million made sixteen million dollars last month because that gambling aspect. Like I was doing summons for this game 
And my friend was like, don't do any right now because you want to save for Final Fantasy 15. I started and I, I did like 45 today and I was supposed to do one. Why? Because I was addicted oh, to gambling. I looked, I was like, oh my God, I just did this 45 times. What's wrong with me? And I still didn't even get what I want. So like, I completely understand the, the aspect of like how addictive it is because that shit, I think loot boxes are a little different though. I will say that I think loot boxes are a little different than that type of gotcha mechanic because it's not it's usually not something that's necessary that you need to play the game whereas like the gotcha thing is kind of like you kind of need that to continue on with the way that you play the game so it is different so i kind of um i kind of agree with kelly in that aspect but i also understand like i just spent 45 tickets today and i was like what did i do (laughs) like i don't i I can't spend real money on this i don't want to contribute to that two million a month it's a free-to-play game (laughs) they drive a question about that actually um, does Brave Series have pity rates at all? Some, like the- so some of them do, and some of them don't. Ooh, variable, yeah. huh? So, yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes it'll be spend like, and then there are also different prices. So, like, the last one was forty, cost like forty five thousand, and you have to do that eleven times. You have to do eleven summons for forty five thousand so that you can get the unit, which is a lot. Or sometimes it'll be fi- like right now it's five thousand, and I think it you have to do five thousand eight times to get the unit. Which like, who finna pay for that? Not me. I don't have no money. Apparently, they're making two million a month. Give it to me for free. Like, I don't understand. It's not affecting you, Square. But also, Square Enix is making a shit ton of money. After I saw that, I was like, "Well, th- I mentioned like this is why they're making that random ass Final Fantasy VII mobile game because they're making sixteen million in Japan monthly. Like, of course, you make more mobile. Yeah, you, <laughs> like, you make more money with more mobile. The the, the Gacha game is bringing a lot of money because there's one I play. Um, this is a Dragon Ball Z Dokken Battle one. I just looked it up, and they made um, I think it was like two point six billion in lifetime uh, revenue. And billion revenue, wow! I have, I, there's a there's a there's a Reddit group that I'm in with them, and like I, there was only one time I've ever like, make sure my mom's not hearing this because this will actually get me flat. Um, so there was one time uh, there was two new characters coming out, um, Super Saiyan Four Gogeta, and uh, it was another villain, uh, Omega Shenron. I wanted Super Saiyan Four Gogeta because it's one of my favorite characters in all the anime, and I had like, the in-game currency for that game is uh, they're called Dragon Stones. I had about. 500 dragon stones save them. Like, there's no way I'm not gonna not get them. I have 500 stones. Oh, so, no. I didn't get them. So I was like, I was like, I was like, damn. I was like, damn, I didn't get them after 500 stones. And the thing is, what they do is when a lot of these big name characters come out, they like to have these sale events for the dragon stones. So oh, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. like shit. You know what I mean? there's, a, there's a $10 discount on the $100, stone, the 100 stone pack. I'm going to buy that. You know how many times I bought that damn pack? How many? Ended up wasting, <laughs> ended up wasting $450. What? $450? <laughs> get that one character. And to get Gogeta? Are you serious? Oh my god! Okay, because like he, the only the only justification I have for that isn't even a good one. It was he was such a new character, but the thing is he was so broken in game that like everyone wanted him, and I was like, yeah. So, um, long story short, uh-huh. I didn't get him <laughs> after spending all that you money. You can't be serious. So, so after that day, I was. Like, you know what? I am never, ever again spending I'm money sorry. on a gotcha game. Did you but, say you never got him? But you hear me? Never got him. You spent four. Yeah, I never got him. I got him a couple of months later when he came back. 
yeah. how much I you spend then? A couple months later. For free, I, no, free, free. Because after that day, after that day, I was like, I'm never spending real money again. And so you think, you know, $450 is a lot. <clears throat> uh, last July, same game just finished having their sixth and their fifth anniversary. And they had two new game-breaking units. And I, thankfully, I got them with the in-game currency I already had. Um, but I went onto the Reddit group, and there was one guy who he was like, like the title was "I'm quitting Doke on Battle," and I'm like, "Oh, he got bored of the game." I go into the game. This guy had spent two thousand and five hundred dollars for in-game currency. So thank goodness I never got that bad. But bro, you were fifty dollars away from a PS Five. Like I, we're yeah, I, I, have, I have a PS Five. Oh, come on, um, but yeah. So like that's that's just like that's. Kind of just to look into like how these games, because again, Jarrell, when Jarrell came and said that in the chat, he was very surprised by it. But me, who I've been in like this game genre for a while, I see how much people pay. I'm like, that kind of makes sense. What is so funny? I'm laughing because in my mind, you, you Jarrell's out here posting these numbers on like the mobile sales, and you're like the monkey with the side eyes, like. <laughs> oh, because I saw Kelly laughing, and I was like, "Did I? Is there something behind me?" Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Drill posted wow. that, and I was like, "Money is we spend on those mobile games." Like, I wonder why. It's because I don't ever think that you know, like when I saw it, I was like, "Well, yeah, totally, that makes sense." Although War of the Vision still doesn't make any sense to me because the the Japanese side and the global side are like hugely different like one of them is two million dollars the other one's like 16 million dollars so it also depends on like you know interest and stuff and it fluctuates but for free-to-play games it you know bringing in two million dollars a month it, it doesn't even sound like a lot compared to you know uh dragon ball z uh or even um uh genshin impact but those numbers insane yeah like you don't i i just don't assume that mobiles are are bringing in a company, you know, eighteen million, nineteen million dollars in one month. Like I can see that as you know cumulative revenue, but I don't assume that. And it doesn't. And I think those numbers surprise me the most because it's not consistently that much every month. <clears throat> uh, like sometimes it'll be five thousand, sometimes it'll be oh, sorry five million, sometimes it'll be eight million. But then you also see some that are only making five hundred thousand. And I say only, but that's still people spending money on free-to-play titles so it's just that is the that's surprising to me but now that i know you spent four hundred dollars four hundred fifty dollars i see why it's not surprising to you (laughs) it all makes sense now um so moving on i'm sure that you guys all saw that lovely burger king tweet for uh international women's history i'm sorry international women's day um, in which they started by saying women belong in the kitchen, but then they uh, finished by saying if they want to, and they were doing a promotion for allowing to hire more diversity um, at, at uh, Burger King, which was just a really bad joke. It was just done really horribly. Um, uh, you guys can weigh, on it if, weigh in on it if you want, but KFC Gaming, because KFC has their own console. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. <laughs> don't know why but they have their own console they said you're looking good gaming. yeah it's figure looking good yes and then said thank you to all the writers actors producers ceos and more who have enjoyed uh sorry who have played their part in creating the games we enjoy every day uh they along with some other people uh and other companies came forward to say um happy uh international women's day um 
real quick, anybody want to say anything about that debacle? Yeah. Wow, so that social media team, guys, um, hmm, how did that get through? How, how, how did it, I just want to say, as the only woman here, I really thought it was funny. Okay. But I think the reasoning that they gave for taking it down oh, was... It down. I didn't even know they took it down. That Burger King took it down. Yes. Okay. Because they said the reason was because people were, quote, tweeting it and saying really horrible things. And they were getting, like, bad replies. They didn't really take it. They stood by their original messaging, but people were, quote, tweeting. Yeah. Um, But to be honest, when I saw it, I would have never clicked on a Burger King UK tweet at all. Why would I? And then when I read that, I was like, I got to fucking click this. And I did. And I was not disappointed. You know, it was like, I was like, it's so funny. And like, but why? Like, I don't, I don't know. I was like torn between like, this is hilarious because it's kind of so terrible, but like being so cringe at the thought of them posting that, like, I don't know. And then like, they were like, it, it sucks because they were actually like doing a scholarship and supporting women yeah. in culinary. They're actually doing good, but made a misogynistic joke. Like I, I enjoyed it for all the wrong reasons, I think, because it was, Yeah. but I did click it and I was like, this is something, this is something, you know? Anyways, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, you're, you're good because yeah, I, I, I definitely do think that like the tweet was put as it was for the sake of the, uh, the clicks, you know, both from the good and bad. Again, I do think the actual messaging itself was really, was really good. I enjoy, I enjoy that. It's just the fact that that was made for the hate clicks or the like you or as in your case, Kelly, the ironic funny uh, clicks. Mm-hmm. Just like it's 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 scummy. And I'm wondering, like when I say I repeat the question, <laughs> how did it get through? Like maybe that's the answer. Maybe because they knew people would click on it before that reason, as opposed to. Um, like if they had like there's two way there's two other ways that could have gone about it. They could have like, you know, started with women belong in the kitchen if they want to, of course, and make that one sentence. Or they could have just yeah. said all of their scholarship opportunities and then ended the tweet with women yeah. belong in the kitchen. And, you know, but uh they chose to go this route and you know, it's even though it was a good message, I I feel like the 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 the, the clickbaity tweet what did more harm than good, and that's a shame because I really like what they were trying to do here. I just imagine, like I just imagine them in a room being like, "This is gonna be so funny." Once they open the tweet thread, it's gonna be great, and we're supporting. And then it came out, and they were just like, "This is not not funny anymore." But they knew that it wasn't bad so they stood by it for a long time because they knew that it wasn't bad like they knew what their message was i just i saw it and i eye rolled and i was like why would y'all do this and i didn't think it was funny at all but i don't get like the ironic humor in it i just thought may see i feel like it could have been funnier if there was an actual joke behind it i feel like that had just been for me personally 
I'm obviously not a girl, but I just thought like that's been so overdone. Like it's been so overused that it's not funny to me specifically. Like if they had actually done a joke about women being in the kitchen, like with something about, you know, go make me a sandwich if you want to or something like, I don't know. I just like women belong in the kitchen didn't sound like a joke. It sounded like a demand. Uh, and so yeah, like there's a period at the end. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, it was, that's it was why it funny. women belong in the kitchen. Done. Okay, that's it. That's the end of the tweet. That was the end of the tweet. And so I think if you, I think it's so simple. Like it could have just been rewording it somehow or using a more updated joke, and I would not have been so eye rolly at it. But I just think the way that it was presented wasn't funny to me personally. But I don't have a vagina, so um, you know, I I just I just yeah, it was just like mm, guys, this isn't funny. Like, it's outdated jokes. I just, yeah, no, it wasn't for me. I love the thread, though. I was like, yeah, if they want to, yeah, you should have probably done a better joke. I just Maybe lead in that. that. Okay, that's the end of that laugh. joke. Like, after the initial tweet, we wanted to I was just like... And then I went, like, if they want to, of course, that made me laugh. I, I was like, oh, okay, I understand now. That's why I don't get it, because that's not a joke. Women belong in the kitchen if they want to be. I mean, yes. Like, it's I, I started putting not because of the sentence, but because of how they put it. Because the tweet by itself was "women belong in the kitchen." Period. Tweet two, if they want to, of course, and that's yeah. what made me laugh. The so fact I'm that it's like not like if it was one sentence, there. like it would have been less cringy, but it wouldn't have been funny. But in this case, it's terrible. It's like I don't get jokes anyway because Kelly and Gabe both sent jokes. Really don't. You really don't. You really don't. Be talking about this, like they said, like, we'll explain the joke, we'll take that joke apart and explain it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll say a joke, and then you'll get your whiteboard and be like, So I'm clearly, I'm just, yeah, I will never put anything funny in the slack again. Honestly, I thought, I thought that Jarrell. I thought Jarrell was saying he didn't get it because he was offended. I was like, Did I just offend Jarrell? But you, I don't know. And then Gabe's like, he doesn't get it. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was pretty obvious. It's because literally in general, I'm always explaining a joke to him. And it's I like, I, I, sometimes I have to explain a joke too, but you definitely gave more. I just, I was like, there, I there, there, there are times where I just give up. Like, he was like, he's like, what does this mean? I'm like, I'm just not going to answer. I'm going to open the message and lock my phone. Pretend it didn't happen. Just pretend it didn't happen. Literally. Like, no, Kelly's never going to post a joke, but I just really don't understand. Like, I was reading it and I was like, I don't, what, I, I don't, I genuinely don't understand this. And then Gabe explains it and I was like, oh, I guess? Like, I don't, I still don't get it. So what's it's just that? not funny to him. <laughs> yeah. So jokes are just not funny to me. So, I mean, Burger King, y'all, I'm not the audience, clearly. But I mean, the thing is with the Burger King tweet, there to me, personally, as someone who, like, spends a lot of time on social media, there's just so many levels wrong to this particular tweet. I mean, one, the joke itself, you know, like Joe said, it's outdated. <laughs> I just found the joke. Just See, and now he laughs at it, like, two weeks <laughs> later. So um, okay, continue. <laughs> I thought it was funny, <laughs> Kelly. Um, I also thought it was that, funny. That was, yeah. that, that was the first, that, to me, that's the first, like, strike. But then the other thing is that even if you're sitting in, I'm going to slap him one day, even if you're sitting 
in a room with other people and you're like, how can we make something that's going to gain attention? And you know, it's going to like, it's going to attract the younger audience. You just have to think because Twitter works in a way that as much as you think it's going to happen and you think it's going to change, people aren't going to read something completely before they comment on it. So that tweet had a good, I think 200,000 more, 200,000 more, um, Quote retweets. Quote, uh, quote retweets than it did actual retweets and likes. And then, you know, Burger King went on to the thread to explain, like, you know, we, we're doing this to gain attention. Homie, I, I just had it, but I don't feel like opening up my phone again. Um, So their original tweet had, I think, 80,000, oh, 800, 200, oh, 820,000 quote retweets. And then the tweet were, that was offering the scholarship had like three retweets and I think 1,021 likes. So it's like, we get what your thought process was. It was garbage. Don't ever try it again. Um, okay. I feel like with something, I feel with, again, with something like that, you didn't need to start out with a joke because it was International Women's Day. You're a verified fast food restaurant account. Could have just been like offering scholarships to culinary school. Hashtag International Women's Day. So, tough luck for them. Hope you'd never have to. You finally get joke. it. Yeah. Oh, my joke. No, I still don't. I'm not laughing. I don't understand this one. Time for Because oh, you have okay. to open the link to Instagram and you have to swipe. Um. Anyways, no, but back to Burger King. Um. Seriously, though, I. The thing is that you can, like, scroll through Twitter, and you can just see that tweet, that women belong in the kitchen, and you can just retweet or like it without seeing the rest of the thread. Yeah. Like, I feel like maybe if there's a thread, it should have to be shown there or something, because it was like, you couldn't avoid it. You couldn't avoid it. It was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or not that you couldn't avoid it. I guess you could avoid the rest of the thread. With that, like... The reason no. I that is because it was a lot of just quote tweets of the original and people being like, yeah. this is bad. So I didn't actually see the thread until like uh, an hour later. And I was like, let me go look at this so we could, so I could bring it up in the podcast. And I was like, yeah, oh, they're there. This is a thing. Like this was a joke. I get it. Yeah. Also, Gabe, I didn't know. I just swiped. I get it now. That's actually funny. <laughs> the, the three seconds. I, but, but the thing is, I literally said, I literally said. Alright, whatever. So oh, yeah, you have to open it up on Instagram and see the rest of the slide. Oh, hold on, that's like hold this. On. That's Everybody like... else listening. It's a joke. It's a joke of a dude in jail, and the cop is saying, "Time for lunch, newbie." So the next slide says he's uh, the the newbie is talking to the other guy. He goes, "So what did you do?" And the guy's like, "I killed a bunch of people." What'd you do? And he's like, I accidentally played music for three seconds on my stream, which is a running thing that we have on here because remember we were talking about how. Um, some lawmaker was trying to make it um, a felony to put copyrighted music on your stream. And that was the joke. And that was not even funny to me anymore because I just had to I'm explain sorry. it. I just didn't understand. Jarrell, Jarrell laughing later at a joke is the equivalent of, do you guys remember that scene in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World where Chris Evans is just walking away from Scott and he just picked uh-huh. up- That's actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I've never seen that movie, so another reference. You're not going to get a lot of the jokes if you can't even get an Instagram slide joke. 
I didn't know it was an whatever. So Call of Duty Warzone is celebrating his first birthday by letting you see your kills, wins, and more. Uh, anybody playing it aside from Kelly? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm not playing, playing Modern Warfare. I'm playing Black Ops Cold War. There's a difference. Warzone. That's I'm not playing Warzone either. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah. So Warzone is like the free to play version that we played mm -hmm. so um honestly i was about to play warzone the other day it's a separate download from black ops cold war even though you can access warzone in black ops cold war they're like you need to download this i'm like mm. i have to like i have to have both of them uh, downloaded it's so stupid we've been doing uh, that forever so like, i didn't want to work for came out you have to download each individual thing like when there's an update you don't update the entire game it's you update what you want and like you'll go into the game and so i was like oh you need update so and so to play multiplayer i'm like well, you just updated the fucking game like what are you doing so it's uh call of duty's just lost their marbles with well, updates i think it's literally because you can then choose what you want it because like if you don't want to do the campaign or if you don't want to do any of that you can just download warzone and just play that right like it, it allows you to yeah well warzone yeah. is like a stand but the standalone free yeah mode yeah. another point of call of duty just pumping a shit ton of memory into all their updates because there was that article a couple of i don't know if it was weeks or days ago where you can't if you own a ps4 the four uh, 500 terabyte ps4 you cannot play the entire game because the entire update is over 500 gigabytes which i think is bullshit but you know it's call of duty and people are going to keep killing their nipples what? I was gonna say something else, but I had to. I was. Me, I was gonna say something else, but it was like I was like I have to find something weirder. But yeah, it was better. Like... It wasn't, but you know, it kept me from cursing. Okay. Oh, I still play Warzone though. I guess. So you still, you still play Warzone in instead. <laughs> Well, also, EA Sports FIFA has an announcement. They said that we are aware of the allegations currently circulating within our community related to FIFA 21 Ultimate Team items. A thorough investigation is underway, and if we identify improper contact conduct, we will take swift action. We want to be clear. This type of behavior is unacceptable, and we in no way condone what is alleged to have happened here. Alleged to have happened here. We understand how this creates concern about unfair balance in the game and competition. We will update the community as we get more clarity on the situation. That was from FIFA 21, because over at GameStop.com there's an article titled EA Gate Scandal Alleges EA Employee Sold FIFA 21 Ultimate Team Icon Cards, and the article goes on to say that the card offering icon card packages were ranging from 750 to 1,000 euros, which is roughly 840 to 1,200 dollars. One package of Prime Icon Moments cards are even offered for 1,700 euros or 2,000 dollars. At one point, the seller assures the potential buyer that there's no risk of being banned, but can't say why for security reasons. So essentially, uh, to sum that up, there is uh, a FIFA 21 employee selling these ultimate rare cards uh, to players, promising that they won't get banned for it. And somebody snitched, and they've been found out. I'm assuming somebody snitched, and they've been found out. Anybody want to weigh in on that? Stitches get stitches. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I don't know, man. He's just making a little extra money on the side. Maybe he wasn't getting paid enough, and he's like, fuck it. Money. Fuck it. So the thing is, some players, as this article says, quote, some players spend thousands on packs attempting to obtain the rare cards. Um, so 
like it's kind of that gotcha thing we were talking about. Or, you know, people spend four hundred fifty dollars to try to get something that someone can hey, sell 400, you. Four hundred, four hundred and fifty ain't seem so bad to a thousand now, does it? I mean, yeah, they are spending eight hundred and forty dollars to get something that someone can sell you. Um, like, you know, instead of spending thousands, you could just buy it for eight hundred and forty bucks from a guy who works at FIFA. <laughs> Which I mean, like, it might, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could probably get it for cheaper if you get it in the game. Oh no, yeah, of course. But that's yeah. The guy's so probably just got to feed a family. First of all, y'all stop buying all this in-game shit for so much money. Stop it. Like what? Like what's gonna happen oh, in three know, years when your game shuts down? Well, Gabe's game is not gonna shut down. Not gonna shut down. So but like, what happens when no one's playing FIFA yeah. Twenty One anymore? Nah. Then what you gonna do with that two thousand dollars you spent? Aren't you, aren't, you, aren't you allowed to transfer your cards to the next game? I don't know. Ooh, okay, sure. Yeah, that'd be nice. Honestly, the thing is that some people, like, if you're only going to play one game, I see how you could spend so much, mm-hmm. but, like, realistic, because, I mean, you would spend more on buying a lot more games. Sure. But at least you're getting something, not just, like, some in-game collectible. And that's, you know? and that's the thing, too. I think that's the thing, though. Yeah, go ahead. You, you first game. I think that's the thing, though, like, because it's, you have to look at it through, like, a collector's standpoint, because... Again, you know, we do still have the opportunity to physically collect all these other things. Like, I have a shit ton of statues and stuff. But then, you know, for some people, they take their collection even further, and it goes digital. So, like, for me, since I play I play a card game, I know when the game shuts down, it's not going to be playable, but I'm still going to have access to looking at the artwork and whatever. So, there's some people that I think it's a lot more to them. So, like, you know, I need to get this special golden edition messy card. Yeah, that's like when I take selfies of myself because I look good, but I never look at them again. You know, I don't know if I would go back and look at a card. You know, this reminds me of I don't know if you guys heard, but they're doing that. I think it's the NBA uh, uh, digital card that they're selling currently. Yeah, where you can literally just buy. That's what it's called, Top Shot, where you can buy someone's. Um, best moments in like gift form for like two thousand dollars but you don't really yeah. own it like yeah you don't buy any of these but they're yeah. selling like crazy they're like the new collectibles where it's just like a gif of your favorite player and their it, best moments it's yeah it's literally like you can literally just wait like two seconds for like espn or bleacher report to put up the picture of that one moment it's but that's what this reminds me of. It's like y'all just, yeah, it's just there's, money there's, at this point. Like, I just think there's like such like video. in the collective world, there's just so much like obviously because we're not like heavy collectors like that. So I, I guess it doesn't make this sense to us. But a tangible collectible thing like you can YouTube what you just purchased. It's not the same, man. It's like it's me YouTubing like, someone getting a PS5 and unboxing it. But you don't own it, like. It's a, literally like a gif. Like you don't own that video. You can say that you own it. I thought, I thought we were going like back it. to the FIFA thing. Um, so Square Enix is launching their own digital showcase next week, featuring a new Life is Strange, among other things. Let me pull up this press info from Square's uh, email. Holds on. One. Well, mm-hmm. um, I was talking. Gabe was talking about like. Uh, <laughs> Discontinued stuff in collections. I, I I just pulled this up because I just remember these now. I have these in Japan. They have like this Fire Emblem trading card game that got discontinued. 
But I remember I was interested in some of the cars. Christy was getting some booster packs. So I was like, hey, can you get me one? I'll send you money. And then she sent me them. I'm just going through my cards now. I got like this cool Mercedes uh, card here. This is like her time skip design, but it has the long hair, which I really like. And then there's like this autographed. I don't know if there's like a real autograph, but it's like an autograph like I left female card, which is like really super shiny. Yes. So, so these cards are like really cool. So I'm glad that I can still hold these, even though the card game never came to America and it doesn't exist anymore. Just just want to put that out there while Drew gets the uh, the list up. You want to know why? Because there is probably another card game in Japan that said no. There's only space for one, and that card game was yeah. this guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Ball Hero ones. Yeah, room. Pokemon doesn't exist. doesn't exist. Cards. Uh, so oh, the uh, Square Enix Presents is going to be roughly 40 minutes and includes the world premiere of the next game in the critically acclaimed and award-winning Life is Strange series featuring all new protagonists wielding an exciting new power. So uh, there's also, well, really quick, I have not played a Life is Strange game, but I'm super excited to because I love how diverse these titles have been. They always include uh, really diverse um, main protagonists. And, uh, you know, the first one was about LGBT stuff. The second one was about, you know, a, a a Hispanic family and you know being separated and dealing with border patrol and all that other stuff so I'm super excited to see what the third title is going to be about um, there's also going to be Outriders the high intensity RPG shooter set in an original dark and desperate sci-fi universe coming out on April 1st Balan Wonderland which arrives on March 26th the ongoing celebration for the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider which if you told me that was still going I wouldn't know because I haven't seen shit about it um, Marvel's Avengers the story driven third-person action-adventure game from Crystal Dynamics, uh, upcoming action shooter Just Cause Mobile, new mobile game announcements from the award-winning Square Enix Montreal Studio, and a look at a few of the whimsical games from the Square Enix sister company Taito. Um, so that's all the stuff we can look forward to in this 40-minute presentation. Um, they're, and I believe they're going to continue with these going forward. They're going to basically have their own, like, you know, directs, except for not Nintendo, Square Enix. And I know that we talked a little bit about companies doing this on their own now, um, but how do you feel about this lineup? What, what Square is going to be showing off? Just so, cause mobile. <laughs> okay, we just talked about how much mobile games make. I right. I love just cause, so because I am Rico. Anyways. <laughs> oh my god, so speaking of just cause, they had a just cause Final Fantasy Brave Exodus crossover event. So Wait, really? In the characters, yeah, from just cause. They've had like how many other Scorpius characters? They've had okay. Octopath, they've had Ariana Grande, they have Katy, Katy Perry. Like they have had uh, cross. They're right. They're gonna have Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood soon with tag units coming out. Like they That's have crossovers for everything, and this is why they make so much money. Sorry, has Life of Strange characters come to the game yet? Not that I know of. Okay, it might be next. I mean, who knows? They're all Square Enix, Maybe. so. I can't. Has Chrono? Okay, I'm sorry. Last question about XVS. Has Chrono characters come? I have no Damn idea. It. Uh, I've never played. Okay. There's a lot of units, though. So. Yeah, that's true. I hope I can get Primrose, because I missed out on Octopath because I wasn't playing at the time. So, Damn. Well, I guess to weigh in on what I was thinking about the announcements, pretty interesting that Square Enix is doing a Presents that's not focusing on any JRPGs. I think that's, for me personally, I'm like, aw, but I like the JRPGs. But I also think that's really cool, because people really know Square Enix for their JRPGs, so to do an entire showcase based on their stuff that's not that... I, I do think that if we're talking like an objective sense, I think that's really good. They're talking about like the new Life is Strange. I know people love Life is Strange. Uh, Just Cause, 
um, Outriders, um, Avenger stuff. Hopefully, there's good stuff there because it needs it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I think I think it's I think it's cool that you know that they're giving a shout out to the stuff. And who knows, maybe down the road that you know if this is like a Square Enix presents, they they do like maybe two or three of these a year. There's always a chance that we can get another one later with the with the JRPG stuff that I like, like Final Fantasy 16. Hopefully, I'd, I'd love I'd love some information on 16. It'd be cool. But I think this is all that to say. It reminds me of a uh, uh, Nintendo Direct Mini or what are they like the Indies or uh, Nindies, whatever. Things what you're thinking about. That's what I'm thinking. About. Um, it yeah. reminds me of those. It's kind of like we have the big JRPG stuff in the big PlayStation one, and then don't forget we're also working on all these other games. So here's a time for all the games that we're working on to shine. I think personally, it's really awesome that they're doing their own um like their own segments now because. Mm-hmm. I think we've kind of lost we kind of lost in the sauce when it comes to games, right? Like we only get <laughs> announcements when don't laugh at me. We only get announcements at like these big events. Like I don't know when Xbox is going to do one. I don't know what Xbox is coming out. Tales of Arise had a new trailer the other day, like randomly on their site. I had no I'd been looking forward to that. I had no yeah, idea yeah. that should drop. Like there's so many things that are just getting lost. So I think it's really cool that Square, which is a huge company that has a bunch of titles under their belt, is starting to do this. I I'm happy Nintendo it i'm happy square's doing it um uh, and like you said brandon i'm I'm happy that they're doing it for some of their smaller titles because obviously we're gonna get like this reminds me of when square enix had their e3 presentation and i was like oh my god best presentation of the year um you we know we're gonna get final fantasy 16 you know we know we're gonna get more final fantasy 7 remake stuff they're gonna do it at like the big playstation things because that's where that's where their money's coming from you know that's where their partnership is but all their other stuff deserves some shine too. So I'm going to be watching this in the same way that I would watch a direct. This is essentially a Nintendo direct for Square Enix. I think it's great. Yeah. I'm very happy actually that, you know, more companies are doing this. I think directs generate hype. Mm -hmm. So companies clearly noticed that. So obviously Sony is one of the first to jump on that with the uh, state of play that they do. Xbox did theirs. They don't do it as frequently, but they have the inside Xbox where they'll do uh, stuff like that. Um, You know, Square Enix is now doing theirs. Ubisoft had the UB forwards. And then the Stadia, <laughs> Rip Stadia, Stadia Connects, <laughs> where they would present Stadia stuff. So everyone's getting in on it. And you know what? I'm about it. Yeah. I'm about it because I think it's a really good way. If you have a lot of announcements, it's a good way to get all that information out there because a lot of people will tune in, like, if they care. Like what Kelly brought up last time when we were talking about the Nintendo Direct. If you care about Nintendo, you're going to see the Direct. And then, you'll see some, and then you'll see some stuff that you'll care about or maybe some stuff you won't. But if you're interested in the company by default, then you'll check it out. And even if you're not interested, people will be tweeting and posting on social media about what they cared about. And then you'll see it. And then you'll be like, oh, wow, they announced that there. Ooh, I can't wait for that. And then maybe you'll go ahead and find the trailer independent of the uh, direct. And then you're excited. Mm -hmm. It's great. And The Last of Us is going to, not The Last of Us, oh my god, Um, uh, Life is Strange is going to bring a lot of people because that series is uh, pretty popular. Marvel Avengers is going to bring a lot of people because they're still playing that game. Um, Like, looking at this list, you know, Outriders is supposed to be one that, Outriders just had that that free demo out, I believe. So, you know, people are going to want to watch to see how that develops. Um... Battle in Wonderland, we should probably be getting some updates from the the uh, uh, demo that was out then, like what what what's coming up from what we got from that. So this looks like it's going to be a lot of updates of games that people have been looking forward to. And with COVID and not being able to get these things together, I think this is perfect 
perfect decision, perfect example. I love Square Enix. I'm super excited. I think that's another good point, too, that you brought up, that with this list that is coming on the Square Enix Presents, um, we can't be certain that every single game that's on a list is everything they're going to show. But if, I mean, even it's if it's 40 minutes, so... Yeah, it's 40 minutes, so, like, I, I can't imagine that's everything, but that's clearly, like, their main spotlight stuff that they're going to be showing off. And I think I think there's a certain merit. I think there's a good merit to whenever you have a direct presents whatever, um, telling like some of the games that are going to be there, so people who are interested are gonna tune in. Like for example, the last Nintendo direct was like saying, "Hey, tune in for roughly 50 minutes of new Nintendo news coming in the first half of 2021 with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate." So people that already like Smash gonna tune in regardless mm-hmm. because they want to know what's going on in Smash. Now, that being said, that Smash thing was the first thing, so they could have very well tuned out afterwards if they got their character. I can't say people didn't, but I would assume that if you already tuned into this, to be there live to watch this, you, I figure unless you're really busy, you might as well stick around. That's what I'm thinking anyway. All that to say that I think it's cool when you maybe tease one or two things that will be in your presentation just to get a little more interest than the raw. Everything is a surprise. Completely agree. You guys don't care? I mean, <laughs> it's okay. It's I cool. It is, it's like you said, it's cool that right. a lot of these small titles aren't getting lost in the sauce, so I guess. I feel like you just wanted to say lost in the sauce because I said it. Yep. When is this happening again? Hi, uh, Brandon. I just closed the email. March 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I can't translate. I think that's what. What time? What's Pacific? I can't do it in my head. 10 a.m. Pacific. So one so p.m. Three hours, yeah, later. Cool. Thank you. So, um, I... Next thing I wanted to talk about is Twitch's LGBTQIA plus tag. Um, so I know that some people have been using that tag that aren't LGBTQIA plus um, because of apparently Twitch's marketing. Um, so LGBTQIA plus is uh, lesbian, gay, bi, tr- uh, trans, queer, um, intersex and asexual but the way that twitch has promoted it they make it seem like the a stands for ally and so straight people yeah. have been using the lgbtqia plus tag and um there was a thread that i was reading that was kind of talking about what that means when you have you know um lgbt uh people that come into your stream um and how you should be prepared if you're going to use that tag because if they want to talk about something that pertains to them, like, you know, maybe they want to come out on uh, to you personally, you know, or maybe they want to ask about your experiences or maybe they want to ask about, you know, how they can help, etc. If you have that tag um, and even though you are not an LGBT member and you have that tag, uh, do you think that means that you have the responsibility to um, – First of all, do you think that people should – my question is, do you think that straight people should use the LGBTQIA plus tag with the way that Twitch has advertised it? And if so, do you think those people have a responsibility when using that tag? Um, as someone who streams on Twitch, I'm a straight person, so I do not use the tag. Mm-hmm. And I've seen streams that do, and mostly they are part of the LGBT community. But um, there was, like, a backlash whenever they first, like, dropped this tag, I guess, um, because allies were using it, and people were like, well, you shouldn't be. But at the same time, the way they've advertised it, obviously, the A is not for ally. But at the same time, like, I think that the tag is to discover 
safe places for those people on Twitch, which if someone's an ally, technically it would be a safe place. But if they're looking to discover people that are actually part of the LGBT community, then they wouldn't be like, that's not the kind of, that's not the person that they're looking for. Um, but I mean, if you're an ally and you're using it, the way that they've advertised it, you're using it properly. And like I said, if your stream is a safe space for people that are included in that tag to come, that's great. Um, like I said, I personally don't use it, even though I would consider myself an ally, um, because I thought that it was supposed to be reserved from um, from just the content creators that I've seen that actually do identify um, as part of the community. They said that they do not want allies using it, so I haven't. But, I mean, I would hope that you know, people using the tag, saying that they're an ally, it would still be like a safe space for people and to find other streamers that are really inclusive and would include those members of the community. But as a straight person, I don't really have like much really to say about it because I don't use it. But like I said, I would hope that whatever you use the A for, you're still being really inclusive to people in the community. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to exclude anyone from using it, even allies, but at the same time, like it's for people on their stream to use that tag that identifies part of the community. It's not really for like, but it just depends on how you want to use it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what Kelly was what was saying was more or less what I was going to say as well, that like, if you're going to use the tag, then yes, you want to have that responsibility to make that a safe space if you're using it. Um, but she also mentioned, which is exactly what I was thinking, that if you're specifically looking for that tag to, like, find other people in the community, like, aside from an ally, and then you don't get that, you know, even if it, even if the, 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 the streamer itself projects a safe space, if they're not really of that, like, if you're looking specifically for that and you don't find that, you know, it's hard to not be a little upset that, you know, that you... You, you'll feel like you're hoodwinked, for, for, for lack of a better word. And, like, I think the best example of it is, um, Jordan, we talked about this a few podcasts ago, about how in on Twitch there's not, a there's not like, a, a tag to find persons of color on oh, Twitch. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. So, like, imagine, imagine if you're, if you, if you want, if they did add that tag to Twitch, and then you type that in, looking, hoping to find some streamers that are persons of color, and you find someone who's not a person of color, but they're not racist and they love black people. That's literally and, what I was going to say. Yeah. I was literally going to say that. Oh my god. This is a safe space for POC. <laughs> I'm not a color, but I'm all about <laughs> That's literally what I was going to say. Like, I can just imagine myself typing in, like, black streamers and then just getting a sea of white people that are like, no, but we love black people. Come on. It's a safe space. Hang out. Like, what? <laughs> Not. Not <laughs> the purpose of the damn tag, you idiot. That's all I can think about. That's literally what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll just hop in on that. Um, being LGBT, I think I think it's great that people want to use the tag, but I think also you have to remember that the A does stand for asexual, not ally. So even like you're you're essentially, and this is going to sound much worse than I want it to, but you're essentially kind of putting yourself in a space that you don't belong. And see, that sounds really bad, but I don't mean it in a sense no, I... that it sounds bad. It's like, this is literally for asexual people, right? So you're taking that from asexual people and kind of inserting yourself in it because you are a safe space. And sometimes people can think that they're allies, but they do things in their community that aren't necessarily 
helpful and and it's not on purpose i don't i don't assume that people are doing these things on purpose but like you know i'm gonna liken it again to like a black tag like if i went onto a stream and i was looking for black people and i saw someone who's like oh no but i love black people it's a safe space here and i click on you know their stream and they're just throwing out the n-word because they're like nah it's too totally cool you know like it's we're all black people i'm allowed i'm an ally okay with it that is literally what I think, and I think this can be the same thing. Cool, right? Yeah. I have a Black Lives Matter banner. Hello. <laughs> exactly. So I think this can easily be the same thing where, you know, someone thinks they're an ally. They can be, like, it could be as simple as thinking that, you know, an ex in the women is great because it's inclusive and then being completely wrong because it's not that you don't know and you're trying to be good, but then you're doing things that aren't really good. But also, I think, if I'm looking for LGBT streamers, maybe I just want to find a cute guy who's streaming and I just want to be like, hey, you cute, I want to subscribe. Maybe we can, you know, start a conversation. Not that Twitch should be used for dating or anything. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, let's not use Twitch for dating. want to watch some cute gay guys and be like hey y'all i'm here i'm feeling this i'm a part of this and instead i get a bunch of straight guys who are allies i don't want to be crushing on y'all y'all don't want me i don't want y'all like that's not what i came here for so i don't want that stop using that tag no i'm just kidding use what you want i don't care what i will what i will say though is that one of my friends started talking to a guy on twitch and they're now married. See? Yeah, they're married. She moved. She okay. moved across the country. Damn. Oh. To, yeah. Love. And love yeah, <laughs> she moved. Yeah, and um, oh they're married now. Well, and she's still they still It's so funny. Yeah, if it happens, you know that's you know it's meant to whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying that's not why you should go. Like if you go no. to and, like that's uh, too late. You can find someone on Twitch. I can find somebody on Twitch, but I'm gonna use actually. And you know what's gonna happen? That? It's gonna be a straight guy, and I'm gonna think that they're gonna find a white looking dude that looks like me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you gay? And they're like, nah, 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 I'm not with that. I'm like, why are you using the tag? You're confusing me now. It's already hard enough for me to find no, I'm confused. Everything is fine. You're speak your... it worse. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we're talking like a reverend right now. It's like, speak my child about what you're experiencing. Like, oh, God. Like, I don't want to talk to you about how I was doing this thing the other day and it affected my life. Like, Just put a, just I, put a, if you're an, if you're, if you're an ally using, using the tag, just put a confessional wall. <laughs> Did you want to jump in before I move on? Um, I think the biggest, for me, the biggest takeaway about this is because you said Twitch is marketing it as as if the A stands for ally. Um, start making bingo cards where for every week I have somewhere Twitch fucks up again. Yeah. Um, I think the big, I think the biggest thing for this though is you know do your research. Um, you got to find out what the A stands for. You got to find out what each of the letters stands for in there and see if the tag applies to you. Because although Twitch is telling you the A stands for A, you obviously see that it doesn't. So that falls on you to do your own research. Yeah. Well, did you mean the you know what I meant? The A, the, no, the A doesn't, you know, Twitch is telling you the A stands for ally when in reality it doesn't. Um, you know, that's that's you got to do your own research and see if that's actually what that means. Because knowing Twitch, there's a good chance that they fucked up again. Um, I personally don't think um, straight allies should be using it for the reasons that have been outlined already. That you know, people may want to use a tag to you know find 
creators that fall under the tag. Um, even if you are a safe space, I think one, you should be a safe space anyway. Like, just being a good person. Um, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Twitch. You can't, I mean, you can't get that. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Gabe, you said I'll find a white guy like you on there? Yeah. <laughs> with your white guy. <laughs> you know what? I don't oh. discriminate. If a white guy wants to date me, good luck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot you some usernames, Jarrell. I'm going to get you on Twitch. I'm gonna get you on Twitch. Discriminate. <laughs> it's not February anymore. It's not Black History Month. So now I've decided that I can continue to date white guys. Okay. I was not dating them for February just because it was Black Also, month, but... for anyone wow. listening, okay. go on Twitch trying to date people. We have to date women because it's international. It's Women's Month now. And you gotta sub to all of them, you gotta give them money. Yes, I'm, I mean, I'm honestly down for that. Go sub to a female streamer on Twitch. Sub to Kelly, shit. Me, you sub to me. <laughs> Don't say women, me, only. Women X. Either say Kelly or Women X. That's the only Women X and. Women X and. In April, I will be down to date white guys. Because this month I'm dating. It's in April. Not oh. This month is Women's Month. Drow has gone a date. <laughs> okay, that's why it's Please. April Fool. It would be so much fun. Actually, I'm going. I'm going out with David this weekend. So okay, well, that's <laughs> I won't be there. <laughs> He's gonna be here, so then I'm gonna go out with him. Huh. Nah, nah. I get David too. Uh, so uh, to wrap things up a little bit, we're almost done. Uh, one thing is this wonderful TMNT game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yes! title that's coming up. Brandon, do you want to tell everyone about it, or should I? I would love to oh, tell everyone about oh, this go game. Ahead, please, I know you are the TMNT guy. Indeed, indeed. I'm going to pull out my Donatello in a second and show it, but let me talk about the game first. So, this game is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge. The opening... So, they just kind of announced this out of the blue. This was just like a Twitter post by um, the developers, which I believe... Damn it, what are they called? Tribute Games. Mm-hmm. Tribute Games. With Elbow.mu. And, you know, the opening was just like a loving tribute to, like, the 80s cartoon, which I'll be real honest, I didn't really watch a lot of the 80s cartoon. I got started with the 2003 show. But I look at the opening, I still feel nostalgic because it's, it's iconic for Ninja Turtles fans. So I was looking at it as, like, really – and it's based on their designs. The game itself is a beat-em-up. It's definitely heavily inspired by the very popular Ninja Turtles beat-em-up game, Turtles in Time, which itself was based on the show as slash the movies, what okay, have you. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, it has it has a, it has a wonderful art style. It has got kind of four players. Please, for the love of God, have online play because I would love to play this online. And yeah, it's it just looks like really good. Like the art style is just like really promising. The gameplay looks crisp. Again, it's a turtles. People love Turtles in Time, so the fact that you're making like a successor to that is really promising in itself. The sprite work just looks and inc- just looks incredible. And much like the original Turtles in Time, it looks like each turtle will have their own skills based on the um, you know. Based on their weapon of choice, like Donnie's got the bow staff, Raph's got the double side, Leonardo's got the two katana, and Michelangelo's he's got the nunchucks. You know, I'm so wondering, what's up? What are you gonna say? I was just gonna say I saw a tweet um, that was talking about the animation for their running, and I watched, and I was like, oh, that's totally cool. Like it's so on par with their personalities. Like little things oh, yeah. like that are super exciting. Like, yeah, honestly, I'm very excited for the game. Right now, it's you know it's only announced for Steam. I'm hoping it you know. Announce some some consoles here and there. Oh, yeah, Switch. 
Yeah, Switch would be, Switch would be nice. I'd be okay playing the PlayStation. That'd be a beautiful game for the Switch. It really would. I'd play it on PlayStation as well, either or. But, you know, it's, either way, it looks like it's going to be a really fun game. I'm wondering if there might even be unlockable characters because this showed in the trailer uh, Master Splinter and KC were also – I'm not KC. It was uh, April who were, who were uh, in the opening, too. So they'd be cool if I could play as them, too. It'd be nice. It's Kaylina. Um, I think so I, I just like like I shared it because it was like a really cool a, a surprise announcement. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I agree. And it looks it looks like it's going to be fun. So yeah, cool, cool game. Excited for it to come out. Add it to the backlog. Let's go. Let's go. Unless it does have that online play, oh. in which case uh, I might push for it to be another playthrough. Just saying. Can we speed run it? Well, the reason I said fuck that game, so because, no, that's one game. No, 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 no. If this game is anything like Turtles in Time, this game cannot be speedrun, no matter how fast we try to go. Because and the reason well, that's true. That's true. The fastest you can go is to beat up all the enemies on screen, and then they let you move. Yeah, I, think I can't beat them up quick. I played Rainbow no, City Girls. I speedrun that. I've, yeah, hold on. Well, the reason I said fuck that game yeah, when that Brandon said uh, Turtles in Time was because that's. One of the reasons I'm so into the Souls game is because Turtles in Time. Oh, he's so adorable. What is that face? Yeah, but he's like this in the 2013 show, though. Oh, my God. That is is literally his face. I'm not a fan. (laughs) I hate her, man. Like, they really just shot him. Like, who designed his face? I'm upset for Donatello fans. I'm sorry, Gabe. Go ahead. Because, um... So I used to play Turtles in Time on the SNES, and that was just, it's just one of those games that I couldn't beat. So when I saw the trailer and, like, I saw, like, you know, the game, I was like, do I want to buy this or do I want to punch my computer? Because that's probably what's going to happen. Right. But, like, yeah, yeah was, I'm also excited for the game. It's just if it's anything like Turtles in Time. So much pain. So many hours of pain. Because... I haven't played with my brother, who he's significantly older than me, so you'd think, you know, he'd get a handle on the game better. No, we both just suck. Significantly older? Yeah. Okay. Well, Gabe, do you identify as white? I mean, my skin color is white, but I'm actually, I'm, my ethnicity, no. That's a yes or no question. The thing is, I never know how to answer it because sometimes when people ask me if I identify as white, they're talking about my race, and sometimes they're talking about my ethnicity. Well, race and ethnicity are different. I know, but that's the thing. That's what. That's why I never answer it with a yes or no. That's why I say my skin color is white, my ethnicity is Hispanic. What do you feel? I feel Hispanic. Okay. <laughs> when you come into this house, you feel Hispanic. Your race is white. You identify as yeah, white. Yes, okay. yes. Sorry, I do say yes. Again, it's because everyone asked the question differently. Literally, once I asked, someone asked me, like, hey, do, I find, do you identify as white? And I'm thinking they're talking about my race. I'm like, yeah. So for a year, they thought I was a white man from America when, no, I'm a white man of Hispanic background. And you have daddy black? Yes. So I don't think it's fair. My brother got that. Who was suspended following sexual abuse accusations? I'm sorry. I was just curious for any listeners. Not like we just segued that. I'm a little offended right now. Oh, no, but okay. no, 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 no. I'm a little. Oh, it's okay. No, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. No, it's fine. It's cool. I was just curious because you said um, I was gonna like I would find a white guy, and I was like. Oh, I, I didn't know whether you identified like your race as white or mixed. Um, 
I wasn't asking ethnicity. I was literally asking race. What, what would mixed be? No, it would be white. Like, like because again, you would present as like white. I was just curious. I think it's so interesting. At least, like, what is going on? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyway. I just sort of, I, I don't know. That came out of nowhere. And then now you're just like, and now we're talking about something else. And I'm like, okay. I'm trying to be a good host for segue. It was just a really bad segue. Um, so segueing away from that conversation about race and ethnicity, Valorant player Sinatra has been suspended following sexual abuse accusations. This is from IGN. Um, his name is Jay Wan. It says he's been suspended both from Valorant Champions Tour as well as his team, the Sentinels. Uh, as the investigation into Jay Sinatra Wan continues, the Overwatch League has issued a statement regarding the matter. Prior to playing Valorant, Esports Wan... Stop. I'm sorry, my cat's knocking over all my Joy-Cons right now. Uh, prior to follow- prior to playing Valorant Esports, Juan was a key member of the San Francisco Shock Overwatch team where he was crowned MVP for the team's winning 2019 season. So not only does he play Valorant, he also played Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch will refund um, an Overwatch League skin for Zarya that was inspired by Juan as part of his MVP win during his time in the league. The Overwatch League operates under a franchise system, and the San Francisco Shock is operated by a third-party company. In a statement to IGN, an Overwatch League spokesperson said the Overwatch League is aware of allegations made against the former player, uh, Jason Sinatra Wan. We take in any allegations of this nature seriously and unequivocally, unequivocally support victims of abuse. So Overwatch is giving refunds for that. Um, they had a full official statement, but we're going to go to the original post, which is about him playing Valorant. And um, there has been, he's been suspended from the North American Valorant Champions Tour following allegations that he sexually abused a former partner. Uh, in a statement yesterday, Cleo Hernandez provides a detailed graphic account of her relationship with Juan, saying Juan pressured her into sex on numerous occasions without her consent, even after she repeatedly told him no or expressed that she was in pain. She also accused him of being emotionally abusive and manipulative while they were together. The account includes an audio recording in which Hernandez can be heard saying no repeatedly, while a male voice said to be Juan's in on continuing. Today, Riot issued a statement through its official Valorant Champions Tour and an account authored by Global Head of Competitive Operations Alex Francois, and it says we are aware of the current situation regarding J1 Sinatra and have launched an investigation per our existing competitive rules and investigative process. A decision has been made to suspend Juan throughout the investigation and therefore he will not be able to compete this weekend. Juan's team, the Los Angeles Sentinels, has also suspended Juan with a similar statement. So, um... Oh... I want to do a very quick conversation on consent. Uh, and just let everybody know that even if you're in a relationship, if someone says no, guess what? That still means no. And you can still be a disgusting rapist if you um, try to get with someone who uh, says no and does not consent to it. Please, people, don't be that person. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter that you're really good at video games. That doesn't mean that you get to do whatever you want. That's what I have to say about that. Um, I don't know if anybody else wants to jump in. No, yeah, I did read her statement. Mm -hmm. And, like, some of the text message exchanges are, like, so, like, he's, like, asking her, like, where she's been. She's like, I'm at work. And he's like, no, your GPS didn't show you're at work. And she's like, 
I'm at, like, apparently it would glitch sometimes, and he would be, like, messaging her, like, a million times, like, no. He would be, like, asking her, are you cheat? like, are you cheating while she's, like, at work? And she, like, literally sent him a picture of her Uber, like, to her job. It was, it was, like, so disgusting. Like, I can't even believe it. And first of all, if he's a professional esports player, why is she fucking going to work? Damn it. You know? wife, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I just, I'm really glad that she's out of the situation. I didn't listen to the video, or not the video, but I didn't listen to the recording. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I feel like people will say, like, people have said, like, on his team, like, I need to hear his side of the story. But I'm like, people who are manipulative and abusive don't really remember things the same way mm-hmm. as victims. <laughs> They really don't think they've done anything. So he will say, no, nah, man, she really did want it. Like, that's what he thought, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that he thought because he's so great that no one would say no. Um, but that's just not the case. And I, I, yeah, like I said, hearing his side of the story doesn't really mean much because no means no. Uh, um, I don't know how you have a side besides that. Um, and like I said, the text messages of, you know, just emotional like, manipulation, just abuse. It's just, it's just, I mean, it's disgusting, obviously. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that she's out of the situation, but now she, I'm sure she's facing harassment. I'm sure that now that she's come forward about a horrible situation that she went through, somehow she's at fault here. Um, but, uh, anyways, I, uh, just another story of another woman being trapped in a relationship with someone who's terrible. Yeah. Uh, anywho. You know, we got those smash allegations a while ago with, you know, sexual harassment of minors, which I was like, would y'all stop? And then, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, I, I, first of all, thank goodness you guys are being exposed because you're like in public. But also, I just can't fathom being a public figure in video games and being a bad person. Like, you realize this shit ain't gonna last, right? Like, someone is going to find out what you do. And it's for the better yeah. so that you can stop doing it. Um, but it, it just really sucks uh, when you, you know, like, I was a San Francisco um, team cheer. I, I used to cheer for the San Francisco Shock uh, in Overwatch, literally just because they had orange outfits and it was my favorite color. But, like, but it, it kind of sucks when you, you know, I, I used to watch the Overwatch League, you know. Um, I appreciate Blizzard for actually returning or accepting um, refunds on the outfit i feel like that's really cool of them um but you know i also have problems with blizzard because y'all just be doing stupid shit too so it's like i guess i appreciate that they did that little that little piece of um whatever uh but it it really just sucks because you know i'm writing an article a feature article right now about the um black women and hero shooters right and valorant's included and overwatch is included and then you know it has to be tainted by stuff like this you know um and it's 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 just people making bad decisions people in power assuming that they can do things that they shouldn't be able to stop being creeps y'all like i'm so scared to date people in the gaming scene now because who knows what y'all gonna do to me my poor self i'm done Shall I move on? Yeah. Yeah. Something positive? Yay. Okay. I'm sorry, Gabe. I don't... 
I'm not, I'm not uncomfortable. It's just the way you finish that off. I finish things off good. I'm not saying it was bad. So in 2012, I, uh, Kyogoku, hopefully I said that yes. right, became yes. the first woman to direct a Nintendo game with Animal Crossing New Leaf. She led an initiative to staff half the dev team with women, awesome sauce, encouraging anyone to contribute ideas regardless of their role. Another piece of awesome sauce. A move credited for the title's stunning commercial success and unusually wide appeal. Uh, Kyogoku continued her director directorial role on 2020's Animal Crossing New Horizons, now ranked among the best-selling games of all time. This was on a LinkedIn page from for Women's History Month. And let me just say that this is what happens when you have women in charge who are good bosses, who listen to people, who allow for people to make a collaborative effort. This is what happens when you come with a collaborative effort. You get games like Animal Crossing New Horizons that does massive numbers. Of course, we're going to attribute some of it to COVID and all this other bullshit, but she really came in and changed the way New Leaf was. She came in and changed the way um, you know, um, uh, New Horizons is going. And I just wanted to end on a positive note of this wonderful woman for um, Women's History Month. Don't you do it, Kat. Don't you do it. Stop it. Wait, Kat, do it. No, because she will literally... Do it, Kat. Do it. He will not... Meow, 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 meow. Oh, my God. Um, so I want to end with a, a, a question none of you are prepared for, which is going to be really great. Um, are there any female characters, developers, streamers, uh, anyone that you want to shout out for uh, Women's History Month? Yes, Lady Urbosa, Chieftain of the Gerudos, from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Why? Let's talk a whole other women. What? Why? Yeah. All right. Well, first of all... Um, wait, 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 wait. Is this a fictional character? It is a fictional character, yes. Uh, character. So not actual women. You can it's a do, game character! said anything. You can do a okay. game character, you can do an actual person, um, whatever, you know, whatever you feel. Or you could do both. I come back to me because now I'm going to choose a real life person because now I don't, I, I feel like I chose the wrong person. So you just don't give up on the one black lady in Zelda? No, the oh, lady, that's not the one black lady in Zelda. The one important I'm just going to choose a realistic person now. I feel some type of way. Okay. I'm Kelly for that. Drill, before, before, before I, before I, I have to just clarify. <laughs> yes. Before I answer. I clarify after I said my person. Before I answer, since since you did mention Ayaki Goku and Animal Crossing, I do want to just bring this up. This note, I forgot to submit it on the podcast thing. I just want to make sure this is known to everyone that's listening that Build the Bear Workshop is going to start having ah, Animal yes. Crossing characters as well. If they have ability to make Biff, I'm going to get there no matter what. I just want to throw that out there. Anyways, I really hope that the I'm sorry. I really hope the selection is um more vast than the Pokemon selection. Which yeah, the Pokemon selection has been good, but there's so many good Animal Crossing villagers that deserve to be plush toys. Like, exactly. like oh, I'm God. I'm hoping that this means that you know, because of course the pop, most popular characters, like for example, like yeah, for example, like uh, Captain over here get little Animal Crossing plushes, but they gave no love to like your average villager that maybe your town that you may have like an attachment to. Looks so funny. It does look funny. Fun fact: the reason why, like, I ended up liking Captain a lot is because me and him actually share the same birthday, which is July twelfth. That's so cute. Uh, there was a villager that shares my birthday, but it was ugly. So, oh. <laughs> 
Anyways, yeah, I would love to get like a Biff plush. That's all I'm trying to say. Anyway, getting back to the question that you posed, um, I'm not going to shy away from the the, the female the fictional character that I chose Thank because you. it is actually Samus Aran. I think she is awesome. Samus Aran is an interesting is an interesting character because first off, um, in the original Metroid. It wasn't even, oh my god, my headphones are like falling down. God, <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Anyways, Samus Aran, in her original game, it wasn't even known right away that she was a female. That, like, she was like, because, you know, she has like this big space suit. You can't really tell what's underneath. But then you go through the entirety of Metroid, and then at the very end, she removes her helmet, and then you see long flowing hair revealing that, in fact, that she is a the, the female character, and people who played that game in the 80s had their minds blown at the fact that this badass woman that just like slayed all these aliens in her path is a badass woman and it was fantastic and if you got really good at the game if you got really really good at the game you could actually she could actually take off not just their helmet but the entire suit and she's wearing like a jumpsuit underneath was so that was something i guess but yeah ever since then she's just really um come and composed herself as like this really she's not it's it's a, it's a trend for nintendo characters to like not talk in her case, she does it by choice. She's just a stoic character. Like, her circumstances are the reason why she doesn't talk. Like, she's she's by herself against a bunch of aliens. What is she going to say to these aliens that are trying to kill her? Like, she's not fuck. Stop trying to kill me. She reacts. Like, especially in modern games, she, you see her react to, like, really scary shit. But, like, she's not going to talk to the monster that's trying to kill her. She's just does it even when she's being spoken to she'll say she says only what she feels is necessary she's like she, like Jarrell, you understand she's a lot like shamir in three houses she doesn't say more than is necessary like it, the only the very first time i ever heard her like really have like full dialogue was metroid fusion and even that that's not until the very end because the only character she really talks to is like this computer that gives her orders and then she just says a simple yes no whatever to like confirm the armor but then the plot really wraps up at the end to the point where it sounds like, okay, I got to say something. Like, computer, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you sending me to do now? Computer's like, you have to complete this mission. She's like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing it because for this, this, I'm not going to spoil the plot, of course. So she talks when she needs to. And I respect that a lot about her, that she's like, you know, she is she, like, I, I just like her characterization that, you know, it's it's in like, like Gabe mentioned recently, I think he told you, Jarrell, that Link, the whole Breath of the oh, Wild yeah. experience, why he why he doesn't talk? It's the only game that's ever explained why he doesn't talk. Well, Samus has always had a reason. It's just you know, it's just the circumstances. Um, I've never played Metroid Other M. I hear that doesn't do a lot of good stuff for a character, even though the game apparently is really good. I have to play myself to verify. But yeah, I really appreciate her for being like one of the first examples of being like the first really no well known female video game character that just busts ass. You know, I really feel like Samus is what paved the way for characters like Lara Croft and Tomb Raider. Or like, uh, I guess to cite a recent example, Ellie in the Last of Us, whether you like her or not, you know. Okay. Uh, my most fond memory of Samus uh, is definitely in Subspace Emissary when she joins up with Pikachu because, like, that oh, was yeah. the oh, best oh, thing ever, and I don't oh, understand why that wonderful. did not happen again. Like, Subspace Emissary was my favorite thing to play through in in, um, in that Smash game. Like, I adore that. And that's that and by the so way. Great. Christy will tell you the same. Like she nicknames her Pikachu Samus in a lot of games because of that cutscene. The it fact that so wonderful. Samus and Pikachu And then when Ridley came and attacked Samus in that one cutscene, poor Samus was getting her ass beat by by uh, Ridley, and then Pikachu came out and saved her. And I was like, oh, they're best friends. They're it's great. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. That's a good memory. Yes. Kelly Gabe. 
Gabe, go on. No, you can go ahead. No, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Since every people I choose aren't real. Oh. I'm telling you. I'm not a- uh, my 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 females of choice. I was gonna do a bunch of black women, um, but I'll do that next week. Today, I've decided to do the uh, lovely women of HP Critical, which includes Kelly, Marissa, and um, uh, uh, Christy, who have just been. Uh, and that's not those are not all those are not the only women of HP Critical, but those are the women that I'm gonna shout out because um, I interact with Kelly every week on this podcast that she comes to. So thank you so much, Kelly. Uh, Christy and Marissa um, just also do so much for the website behind the scenes for anyone who doesn't see them all the time. So I just got to give them a shout out for International Women's Month. And, you know, there are still more women behind the scenes that do a lot more. So I'm not going to do everyone. I don't want to miss anyone. So I'm just going to stop there. But uh, thank you, guys. It's been wonderful. I don't want to go now. <laughs> Why? Because you, 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 you cut out on your bed. Yeah, because you like <laughs> real women that we Listen, know. I was also supporting your Anytime you mention a black woman, I'm here for it. And then you just cut it off. So now I'm sad. Because Kelly judged me. I didn't judge. I was just asking. I don't know who that is. We're going to play this back. We're going to play this back. just asked the question. Seemed very judgmental. Okay, well, hurry up. Go, because we got to end. Oh, you can go. I don't know any women. I can't even name one. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'm going to go with Urbosa because um, in the late, well, not the latest, the only Legend of Zelda game she came in, she was, she was a very, she was a motherly figure, but she wasn't your stereotypical motherly figure where like she's motherly and like that's her only attribute in the game. Like she doesn't do anything else. She's one of the most badass Legend of Zelda characters that has ever existed. And then Age of Calamity cemented that even more because one, how cool is it to be able to wield lightning? Like, if I had a superpower, I would want to shoot somebody with lightning. I'm not shoot somebody with lightning. Yeah. yeah. Final Fantasy. Um, and don't know about that. Um, and yeah, she's just an overall badass. Like, if you don't know who or both is, you haven't seen her in action, I recommend you look at her cutscenes from Breath of the Wild. Um, from Breath of the Wild, and then go and pick up an Age of Calamity copy and go play the game as her. He's, she's really good to play in that. He's, yeah, she's. I have my highest level is Link at like a hundred or ninety nine, and then she's literally like right behind him, like in ninety five, because I use her that much. All right, and with that, I think it's been a wonderful week. Thank you guys once again for joining me. But it's funny. I think. Okay. Uh, thanks once again, you guys, uh, for joining me. Thank you for everyone who listens. Make sure you um send us wonderful reviews because then more people can find us and then we can, you know, chat with more pipes. Um, once again, you know, we've got our Patreon, patreon.com slash critical. If you like the show, you can support us there. You can also support this show directly, this podcast directly in the show notes um, of the podcast. You can also check out our website, obviously, hpcritical.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you won't miss a thing where we also talk about what we're going to be talking about in this podcast um, for the month. You can figure out how you can be a part of it if you're a Patreon member. Um, also on HP Critical, we have our stream schedule where Brandon's going to be streaming stuff with uh, himself, some special guests, sometimes me, mostly not me for anything old because, you know, Grayson's been on more than I have. We'll He's talk about that later. 
Uh, you can also find in the show notes for this episode uh, Gabe's streaming uh, and his YouTube channel as well as Kelly's. Uh, make sure you follow them as well as HP Critical. Um, we also have a bunch of other things that we're supporting. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter and you can get some percentage off on some coffee from Grinding Coffee Co. as well as uh, a bunch of other stuff. You know, just just check it out. Check it out. And with that, I'm going to say goodnight, everyone. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Right up to Let's go! HP Critical!